Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every single week, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this gentleman, Tom Lawrenson, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books and we go into it into minute, unnecessary detail. This week we're on episode 73 and we're on chapter 16 of the Goblet of Fire, the Goblet of Fire. Tom, what's cooking with you? Not much, dear friend, not much. I tell you what, can I just tell you how excited I am to be back here? <laughs> hey, I'm excited to be back at your house as well. You were side by side like we're presenting some new show. <laughs> <laughs> feel like delivering the, uh, the headlines to your back garden. Headlines. Harry Potter's been entered into the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. More at 11. <laughs> interesting times we are in. Truly interesting times for uh, Robert Patterson has been entered into the Goblet of Fire. And he's also now Batman. Genuinely thought you were going to mention the uh, war in Ukraine. No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, right. Batman, is he, it? He's Batman. He's Batman. He's a reverse Cedric Diggory. For Cedric Diggory, who is a boy who died and left his parents behind, whereas Batman is a boy who lived and his parents died. Isn't that interesting? Hey, they're practically the same. Batman goes against the Joker. Cedric Dirig Diggory goes against... Harry Potter is a joker. He is a joker. He is a joker. <laughs> a talented impressionist. Yeah, I'm good. It's been a it's been a good week. Oh, oh. I, uh, I tired myself out the other day. Oh, what were you doing on Monday? Yeah, and just say it ruined my week. I said to myself, I'm going to get back into a flying start in terms of my fitness. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I did this thing with Joe Wicks called German volume training. Ooh, you must have heard of it. I've never heard of it. German volume <laughs> training. The mad bastard had me doing 100 press-ups and 100 squats. You're joking. Not in a row. We took, you know, tiny breaks. But within the half hour, I'd done 100 press-ups and 100 squats. Bloody hell. I don't think I've done that in my lifetime. It left me a wreck for the week. Yeah. My arms were killing. Yeah. Everything hurt for the week. What's a squat? Bending your knees? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. So bending your knees and bending your arms. Yeah. Bloody hell. I'm a proper bender. <laughs> but it's always the day up. Sp- yeah, go on. And speaking of bender, Future Armour's returning with Bender. Oh, is it? Yeah, but that's enough of that. That's enough of that. I've never <laughs> seen Future Armour. Don't bother. Don't bother. A- Simpsons but aliens. Yeah, Simpsons but future. But the future. Me, on the other hand, I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod, but three weeks ago, I had two fillings in my teeth. That's lovely! (laughs) I went to the dentist, and it was all around the same area. I had one inside the tooth, and I had one, like, at the front of the tooth. Same tooth? Same, like, area, yeah. Same, different teeth? Maybe. Uh, he doesn't bother asking these questions. <laughs> I just open my mouth. He and goes let in them there rip. with his wads of money and he says, Do your worst. Do your worst. <laughs> as long as I can eat, continue eating my candy bars. Yeah. Chocolate bars, if you're English. <laughs> <laughs> so I had two fillings in one in my tooth and one at the front of my tooth. And uh, <laughs> the other day, I was in the middle of eating a, a succulent meal mm. and my filling fell out. I thought it was a bone. I was chewing on something hard. It's me bloody filling. Suddenly my tooth hurt again. So my filling fell out my front of my tooth. So I'm going to have to go and get it redone. What were you eating? 
I think just like uh, just a dinner, I think. Oh, a dinner. You know dinners. They sell <laughs> dinners in shops. You can buy one if you want. It was a dinner. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even remember what it was. It was just in the middle of my meal. And then suddenly I could chew something out. I thought it was a bone or were you, something. Were you at home in a restaurant? I was at home. Right, we can narrow this down. Lucas Kirkby, he yeah. was maybe having a ready meal. <laughs> maybe a ready meal. I genuinely can't remember. I can just remember the sensation. It was over a week ago. The sensation of biting something hard and then me two thirteen. I put two and two together. I got me filling in my hand. Oh, my God. Did you scream? No, I just went, oh... Oh, I've been making them noises this week. Oh, yeah. Doing your press-ups. Oh. <laughs> no, trying to get out of bed. Oh. I thought you'd been having a filly. Oh. He's got his arms crossed. He's disappointed in me, everyone. Once again, may I remind you, this is a family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed double entendres in a family podcast. You need double entendres, not double entendres. <laughs> Mr. Frenchman. <laughs> That's such a better way of saying it, though, a double entendre. It's funny. <laughs> Families sit around and listen to this, and they chant hang tumness together. Once again, I would love to see photographic evidence. Not to be, not because I'm trying to be proved right, but I just want to see a family listening to the podcast. Send in your pictures, please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and we did a gig together, didn't we? Yeah. For the first time since, well, we did one in Edinburgh together, but that was part of your show, wasn't it? But we've not done an actual stand-up gig together for years, I would guess. It was a stand-up comedy gig, and I tell you what, I was excited. I was wasn't as it well. Fun? It was fun. We were in Doncaster. Air Kirkby here was the MC. Yeah. <laughs> Master of Ceremonies. He goes out and he's doing his smut. Who wants to have a wee and a poo tonight? Yeah? True or false? That's true. I do a little joke. I say, how was your break? Did anyone have a weed? Did anyone have a poo? Normally one person cheers, but nobody did. You did that twice. I know. I thought. Did you mean to do it twice? No, I forgot I did it the first time. (laughs) Karen Bailey went, he's already done that. Did she? She got annoyed. (laughs) Not annoyed, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah, but it was funny. Um, It was fun doing a gig. I went in it with the attitude of to be nice, because normally I get a bit self-defensive about stand-up in case anyone interrupts. When me and him do a show together, no one can interrupt because one of us is always talking. Yeah, and it's a play, isn't it? Because when we do stand-up, people can interrupt because they think they're having a chat with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went in happy instead. Yeah. And there was a weird bloke in the audience, wasn't there? <laughs> it was a weird bloke who uh, we kept laughing about him because he was like a naughty oh, puppy, wasn't he? It was brilliant. He kept interrupting. He kept getting told off by different acts. And each time he'd get told off, he'd feel embarrassed. And then he'd go inside himself, wouldn't he? And like, but continue <laughs> interrupting like a naughty puppy. <laughs> I know. He'd like not give eye contact for about five minutes and then he'd... Start interrupting again. He was like this for our video listeners. <laughs> Looking away. Looking over his shoulder. Like Looking. a naughty doggy. We'll make eye contact. Oh, that was funny. That yeah, was yeah. Funny. We had a barrel of a time. That's we, not a thing to say. And we had double dinners that night, didn't we? <laughs> oh, double dinners. We had dinner before. We had dinner afterwards. It dinners. Was, it was great. Uh, McDonald's twice, please. We had a McDonald's sandwich. Not an actual burger, but 
we sandwiched the gig with the McDonald's. Yeah, 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 we did. We were hungry boys, and there's not much <laughs> open at midnight. I'd say we were greedy boys. Yeah, we were greedy boys. Um, it was funny, though, because we went to the drive-thru on the way there, and then uh, <laughs> they went, you'll have to park up, you bastards. And we went, all right, and we yeah. parked up. And I got to Lucas, ask her if she's given us the straws. She comes out with the bag. This woman, she goes, here you go. And Lucas goes, is the straws in there? She goes, don't know, I don't pack them. <laughs> she walked off before I could check. And the straws weren't in there. <laughs> so I go back into the McDonald's to the same woman. And I said, can I have some straws, please? And she goes, yeah, all right then. Very generous of you to go in the McDonald's as the driver. Very, very generous. Well, well not generous. Uh, obedient, you told me to. He said, go and get the straws. I said, all right, then. <laughs> I did. I, said, I was about to go. And then I said, it might be better if you go. All right. It was more subtle with it. It might be better if you go. <laughs> the reason he didn't want to go in was because he was recognised by the girlies at the window. Yeah, they recognised me. They were... Look, as soon as they saw TikTok champion Tom Lawrenson in the passenger seats, they didn't give me eye contact for a moment. <laughs> They were handing me the card reader, they were taking me card, but they didn't look at me once. They were laughing and giggling. And I made a hilarious, light-hearted joke as we were driving off going, God, great, I get recognised and I'm seen in this car. The cheek of it! <laughs> it is a bit dirty, me Hyundai, but, you know, we're having fun. He's <laughs> a squirrel. And he did his classic. He goes... Excuse me, Mr. 2003 Golf. <laughs> hey, what's that squirrel eating? Fucking the brains of a red squirrel, probably, knowing, if, knowing grey squirrels. Bringing that up. Sorry, I'm just enjoying watching this squirrel. How about you do a podcast instead? All right, then. Do you want a rundown or what? Um, Yeah, I think that's probably apt time for a rundown. It's the titular chapter. It's the Goblet of Fire. Ron is... Ve <laughs> El Vaso de Fuego. El Vaso de Fuego. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the Cincuenta uh, Por Ciento Agua Roja, or whatever it was last Principe. week. Oh, there you go. Uh, so it's the Goblet of Fire. Ron is very excited that Victor Crum is there. He's a celebrity. Whoa. And he's also got the hots for some silver-haired... Uh, Bo Batten's lady. It's all very exciting, and people are wondering who are the champions going to be. They go to Hagrid's hut for a chinwag, and they're trying to get some info out of him about the tasks. What will they be? And for once, Hagrid keeps stum. But he's got his hair combed. They're in little pigtails. He's got his suit on. He's wearing eau de cologne. What's that all about? And it soon becomes apparent. Oh, de Cologne. <laughs> and it turns out that he's fancying Madame Maxime. Où est le garçon? Où est le fille? Hagrid, elle garçon. Madame Maxime, elle fille. Bon, bon. <laughs> Next minute, they're in this, uh, the Great Hall and the Goblet of Fire's there. Fred and George previously have not worked with the age line. They've turned into old men with big grey beards. And then it's time for the announcements. The Durmstrang champion is Victor Crumb. The Bow Batten champion is Fleur Delacour. The one Ron fancies. And the Hogwarts champion is... Cedric Diggory. Batman. No, Batman. Batman's the Hogwarts <laughs> champion. It's Batman. <laughs> 
Then Dumbledore starts going into a speech, but what's this? Another name is coming out of the Goblet of Fire. Who could it be? It's Harry Potter. <laughs> and that was the Goblet of Fire. Bam. Wow. What a chapter. I agree. What a chapter. 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 Rum to lump pum 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 pum. Stick it in your family. Album. Don't do that again. Okay. I've realised... <laughs> <laughs> I've realised that I hate saying the names of these, like, made-up schools. Yeah. Bobatons, Durmstrangs. I hate saying... Hogwarts is enough of a stretch. Hogwarts. I get away with that one, because Hog and Wart are both names. Yeah. And it's also Wart Hog. Yeah. Back to front. Yeah. No one ever says that. No one ever says it's Warthog back to front, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> maybe they mean... <laughs> maybe they mean different things in there. Like, like bow, bow is pretty, isn't it? And what's baton? Isn't that a boat? Baton. Nice boats. Pretty boats. Pretty boats. Durmstrang means fur coats. Yeah, I hate saying made-up words. Oh, I do. It's absolute flibbity-jibbit. You're pissing me off. <laughs> Cards wallop, in my opinion. Crumb is a Slytherin. Right? Typical, isn't it? Yeah, straight for the Slytherin table. Evil man. Yeah. Evil name, Crumb. Oh, Spot yeah. It's with a K as well. Crumb. Any, anytime you got a K in your name, that's evil. Oh, 100%. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on, that's me. How many have you got? I've got three. Don't say them all together, listeners. <laughs> Bloody hell, listeners. What's, what does he mean by that? <laughs> what have his parents done putting them three together? <laughs> oh. I always draw the K in my name in red ink. Lucas, no! Oh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wager that Crumb isn't even a child. No, well, he's definitely 17, isn't he? I think. <laughs> no, but I mean, what? I reckon he's one of these people that are like 50. What? Not 50, but like... 20. If you're on a football team... Yeah. No, he's not on a football team. If you're on a Quidditch team, surely you've got to be an adult. You'd think so, wouldn't you? To be travelling the world doing World Cup stuff. But then sometimes they have like 17-year-old footballers, don't they? I don't know, do they? Yeah. No A-levels for you. You're going to be going to Derby. No A-levels for you. We want you to be a millionaire. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. <laughs> I'd trade my A-levels for some millions of pounds. Oh, 100%. Like, look, I you can have Miss Banish. You can have me. I do like a wager. I wouldn't want to get rid of me maths. But you can have Miss Spanish and me French AS for, I don't know, 500k? And a bit of a kickabout every now and then. Oh, yeah. Bit of a kickabout, a couple of training matches, the occasional public appearance. Lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> but you know, oh, I'd love to be the best at football. You just live your life, wouldn't you? Kicking a footy about, mm. winning golden boots. There's a great assembly. Everyone filters in. All the Bobatons stand up as they see Madame Maxine come in. What respect! Dumbledore decides to make a speech. Ladies, gentlemen, ghosts, and everything in between, whatever he says. Yeah. And he says to the guests, he goes, I hope your stay is comfortable and enjoyable. And 
one of the Bobasons starts fucking laughing. Rude. I don't know what there was to laugh at. Well, I know. It's just like, well, I think she's thinking it's a bit of a shithole. And so him saying that, he's like, oh, I really? I will be enjoying myself. It's cold. I hope you'll stay as comfortable and enjoy. It's one of the most beautiful castles in the world. But Hermione's quick on a case. She's like, what a little bitch. <laughs> you don't have to be here. Yeah. You can do one. And also, why are they moaning about it when all the Durmstrangs are staying in the Viking ship and all the Bobatons are staying in the Golden Carriage? But it is the height of arrogance and like bad mammas yeah. to be laughing at another person's culture in said country. A hundred percent. You are on the devil's doorstep. Don't be laughing at the devil. <laughs> You're on the doorstep. Be nice. You're going to hurt the devil's feelings. Yeah. Look, have a laugh about it when you're back in your carriage. Don't be coming into my hall laughing at me. This isn't even my stand-up comedy routine. Fleur... What's Fleur's name? Delacour. Very, very misogynistic <laughs> the way people would talk. Right, Ron needs to have a cold shower, right? In this chapter, first of all, he's hissing at Crumb to sit near him. And then he goes, uh, oh, he can sleep in my bed if he likes. <laughs> Pardon? Excuse I'll me. be on the camp bed. <laughs> Excuse me, cuckold. <laughs> <laughs> he can sleep in my bed if he likes. And the next minute, he's on about blooming... Uh, he's going, she's a vela. On about Fleur Delico. He's like, no, you're just horny. <laughs> Have a cold shower. Yeah, he goes, he goes... He goes, oh, she makes all the girls in Hogwarts look like a pile of shit. And then Harry goes, not all of them, huh? <laughs> Looking at Cho Chang. Looking at Cho uh? Chang. You're not a pile of shit, Cho Chang. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, you know that lad I fancy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spoke to me today. What did he say? He said I didn't look like a pile of shit. Oh, he's the one! <laughs> That's lovely! That's lovely, Cho! <laughs> the actual words Ron uses are, they don't make them like that at Hogwarts. Literally objectifying women. <laughs> Shall I repeat that to your mother? And also, Ron, do you think all the girls at Hogwarts live at Hogwarts? Yeah. Do you, do you think that every single person at Hogwarts has been conceived in Hogwarts. Is that what you're saying? They don't make them like that at Hogwarts. The Nobody's only, been made at Hogwarts. The only person who was conceived in Hogwarts is Professor Lupin. <laughs> he was conceived and birthed under Hagrid's bed. Yeah. He's the first and the last to our knowledge, <laughs> man, woman or beast, conceived at Hogwarts. Maybe no, but... Mm. Although Norbert definitely wasn't conceived at Hogwarts, he was uh, from a Far East land and came in an egg. That's lovely! <laughs> um, begs the question though, doesn't it? Are foreign girls fitter? <laughs> what are you going to say? Well, as I am married to a foreign lady who is the most gorgeous woman I've ever met, based on that evidence, I've got to say yes. I would say the question itself is misogynistic and it doesn't warrant an answer. Uh, that's what I mean. The question itself is misogynistic <laughs> oh, no. and doesn't warrant an answer. You've said your answer. Yeah. I've said mine. Shame on you, you, sh <laughs> you chauvinist pig. I think 
it's distracting. You lead me down naughty paths, but I can't. <laughs> I can't get out of them. Don't walk with me then. It's like you know, like one of them detectives that like you walk, makes me say something I don't want to. You walk blind down these paths. I grab your hand, and you're like, "Lovely, I'll come with you." <laughs> Next thing I know, I've said something I don't even believe <laughs> because I'm going along with you for the sake of the podcast flowing nicely. <laughs> oh, he says some horrible things, that Lucas, but God, doesn't the conversation flow? Isn't that good? I feel it's very distracting to introduce a tournament uh, solely for ages 17 and above into the whole school year. 100%. And especially because this thing comes around once every 100 years or whatever. Everyone's just going to be miffed that they don't get to take part in mm. it. It's not as if you can be like, oh, that'll be me next year. Because it won't. <laughs> For my uh, reading this week, I listened to the Stephen Fry audio version and I'd pause and I'd make notes. And he gave the creative choice to give someone a lisp. I don't know if it was written with a lisp. You'd, you'd have to tell me. But uh, the owners of the Great Hall... Yeah. And uh, Harry asks a third-year girl, he goes, oh, has anyone put their name in yet? And then Stephen Fry goes, oh, the Dermstranglot, like with a lisp. Definitely not in the book. <laughs> He's made that up. I'll give this one a lisp. I don't know why he put that. No, very strange. I mean, to be fair, we've used artistic licence to make Ludo Bagman a Geordie. Mm. But, uh, you know, that's up to us. We can do that, can't we? Yeah. Speaking of Ludo Bagman, he gets a whopping reception from the audience. Unlike Mr. Crouch, people are warming to him. They know him as a famous beater from years gone by. And also, he looks like a fun and friendly guy. But it, it It's a nice rhyme. That's a nice rhyme, wasn't it? It reminds me sometimes in comedy. Do you nights, think if you went up into like assembly, um, you'd get a big rapturous applause? Uh, no, no. Is that because you're not that quite a famous of a beater? I'm not a famous beater in in the school of. <laughs> I Wicca say you're quite. School. I say you're quite infamous for beating. <laughs> anyway, so. The <laughs> but it reminds me of you know in stand up comedy night when you know when someone hasn't done very well in the night. There's always the awkward bit at the end where the MC reads off the names of everyone who performed that night. And then the person who didn't do very well always gets, like, a bit of a shit applause. And I always yeah. feel really awkward sat They next do. To them. It's like they can't just give everyone the same, like, uh... Way! Mm. Way! Mm. Way! <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible! And you think, oh, they must have run out of energy. But nope, next act, loads of energy. <laughs> next act gets the lots. We'll take the lot. Mm. I love the idea of the Goblet of Fire. It's an independence. I like that it's not a character or, you know, like the sorting hat. I like that it's not got a voice and a face or whatever. I like that it's just this mysterious flaming goblet that chooses the Triwizard Champions. Isn't that interesting? The sorting hat <laughs> has made him weary of inanimate objects. <laughs> He's read the front cover of this book and gone, yeah. 
It's going to be a talking goblet, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pleasantly surprised to say, well, come on, would you really want another chapter when the goblet does a song? You walking into the toilets. Talking toilet, is it? All right. <laughs> <laughs> the, go- the Goblet of Fire song would be mental because it's been 700 years since it's done one. It'll be pulling out all the stops. Yeah. Big brass band, backup dancers. Dumbledore cutting in. Uh, buh, buh, buh. Sorry, Goblet of Fire, we don't use that word anymore. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's goblets from a different time. <laughs> well, put it back in that time then. Get rid. We want a goblet that is sensitive I, to today's issues. I want that goblet filled with cement. <laughs> Harry Potter <laughs> and the Goblet of Cement comes out with a brick with your name on it. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) So they're all going to devise a way. Well, not everyone. Fred and George and Lee Jordan. Lee Jordan, if you don't mind. Are going to devise a way uh, to enter the tournament. Oh, aye. They're not 17 yet, but they're going to be 17 soon, aren't they? Very, very soon, because they're in sixth year, aren't they, Fred and George? They're going to be 17 this year. So what they're going to do is they're going to take some aging potion aren't they but it doesn't work does it i was thinking i'd never take an aging potion no no circumstances no i'd give you an aging potion a 500 year aging potion oh no i must i myself would only take a de-aging potion for i would like to revert to the size mental capacity and state of a baby. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be lovely? Lovely! <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting? A baby with a Potter Vision podcast. That'd be good. I'd be like, so, Tom, <laughs> how many goblets of fire out of five are you giving this chapter? And I'd be like, very good me i'd give it two (laughs) lovely that's what you'd like so ladies and gentlemen if anybody listening has any anti-aging potions and would like tom to be a baby for the rest of the podcast then send it in post it to us come on listeners do your bit I couldn't believe that you cannot opt out of the Triwizard Tournament once you enter it. It's a magical binding contract. Yeah, or else what? Yeah, what's going to happen? Right, the the tournament's about to begin. Where's Cedric Diggory? He's in bed. Oh, disqualified. Is that it? Yep. No. <laughs> it's not the contract, is it? Well, sorry. Public humiliation. Public execution. <laughs> Dumbledore, my Dumbledore. boy! My boy! Dumbledore's killed him, Professor. <laughs> what I want to see the small print of this magical contract. Look, before I put my name into the Goblet of Fire, you've just said it's a magical binding contract. What magical binding contract? That's like saying, right, you're going to do this tournament, uh, just sign this contract. You're not to look in it, though. Huh? I want to know the T's and C's. Are you going to execute me, Dumbledore? Are you going to execute me? (laughs) I won't say. (laughs) It's my right not to say. Mad that, though. Even if you're injured, you have to continue with the tasks. What is this magical binding contract? They decide to go over to Hagrid's hut 
right? Hermione wants to recruit him into being a buttyhole. Whether what was her excuse <laughs> me? What's her anagram again? No, Spew. not anagram. <laughs> buttyhole. What's that? Your mouth. <laughs> it doesn't sound like your mouth. Where would you put a butty? Well, <laughs> your mouth. Exactly. You heard it here first, listeners. Lucas is eating ass. <laughs> um, so they go over to Hagrid's hut, right? Yeah. Fucking needy Hagrid, isn't he? Yeah. About time, thought you lot forgotten where I live. Right, invites go two ways. First of all, we're round three times a week looking at your scroots. Yeah. Is that not enough? Needy bloke. That is us seeing you. No, that doesn't count as a visit. Yes, it does, Hagrid. <laughs> no, it doesn't. The whole reason I did that was so you could come extra. <laughs> no. There's a scene in Seinfeld. Have you ever watched that? No. Where uh, the lead character, he owes someone a meal. Yeah, he goes, I'll yeah, buy, yeah, buy yeah. you a meal. So they go out for a meal, and the guy orders soup. Yeah. And so Seinfeld's paying for the meal, and he's like, right, you've got your meal. And the guy goes, no, 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 soup isn't a meal. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard about this one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> soup isn't a meal, that's, <laughs> that's Hagrid with his homework. Oh, 100%, homework's not a visit, that doesn't count. You might have been ruined, yeah, we're having a cup of tea and some rock cakes, and we all slept in me big bed together, but the point was, we did homework together. That's a homework session. <laughs> 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 if you get rid of them, you've not visited me once this year. <laughs> if you discount all the other times you've been. Oh. <laughs> He's a manipulator. He is a manipulator. He uses emotional blackmail to get these kids round to his house. <laughs> and it's not nice. It's not nice, is it, year sevens? They're wondering who's going to be in the Goblet of Fire. I don't know why all the other Durmstrangs have turned up. Because it's obviously going to be crumb. It's obviously going to be That's cool. the Durmstrang champ. It's not going to be Polyakov, is it? Is he one of them? Yeah. That's good. That's good, isn't it? That's good. I'd love it if it was Polyakov. Hey, it's Polyakov. I, the thing is, it's addressed in this. It's not addressed in the film, but one of them says, what are they going to do then? You know, are they going to stick around for the rest of the year? Are they going to go home? But then Harry goes, stick around probably. That's a good explanation. Yeah. <laughs> What a commitment, though. They go, I mean, Madame Maxine is here. She can teach all these age groups all the different courses. <laughs> I know. Because they don't mix the classes, do they? Is she teaching them all in that chariot? Mm. Oof, blimey, homeschooling 20 children. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe, maybe they just get that, um, you know, that face full of fire thing. You know, where someone puts the face in the fire and they just have a little fire. Like Zoom classes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right, it's going to be history of magic on the fire. Gather round. We're gather not using out. Zoom, we're using Tinder. Hey, it's the fire. <laughs> Only this Tinder, you can't date the other person on the other end. It's illegal. <laughs> Even in France. I'm starting to enjoy Hermione's pursuit uh, for uh, elf rides. You're starting to what? But uh, support it? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because it shows, you know, parallels to our own world, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Oh, because of all the resistance she's going up against. Because, you know, just because everyone's resisting something and saying it's tradition, you know, it's yeah. always been this way, does not mean it's right. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Keep fighting what, for what you believe in, Hermione. 
Because I think, yeah, because everyone just believes it because that's... Because that's everybody's argument against her. It's just, well, that's the way it's always been. And some of them like it. It's like, look, even a caged bird will sing a song, but that doesn't mean it should be trapped in a cage. Do you know what I mean? Did you come up with that? No. Oh. It's Mayor Angelou, I think. It's good, though. It's good, isn't it? Ah, Come on, Hermione, push forward, but she's getting no support from her secretary and treasurer. Yeah. Come on, Ron and Harry. You can't be a member of Spew and not fight the cause. Possible Hogwarts champions, we have Angelina. Angelina Ballerina. She's a girl from the Quidditch team who's yeah. just turned 17. And I think Fred or George says, I hope it's... Uh, I wish it was Angelina. I hope it's Angelina. I hope it's Angelina as well. I hope it's Angelina too. I think it would have been a much better bucket if it was Angelina. 100%. I mean, first of all, we've known her since year one. So she feels slightly more familiar as a character. The second of all, her dad's not a dick. Hagrid, look, don't be slicking your hair into two bunches. Don't be wearing your... That's not you, is it? If you want to, you know, woo Madame Maxime, um, you have a bath, definitely. But be yourself. Was he using motor oil to slick back his hair? He said axle grease, yeah, yeah. Right, Hagrid, you know no one likes that. And also, Hagrid, you are covering your head with oil, going into the Goblet of Fire ceremony. (laughs) Are you mental? Right, well, there's a big goblet and loads of flames fly out the top. Better cover me head with petrol. (laughs) Hagrid, you're going to set the place ablaze. Isn't he? Yeah. Great point. Thank you. And very funny. Thank you, eh? That's <laughs> nice, isn't it? <laughs> now he's on about the scroots. He says that they've started killing each other and eating each other. That's horrible. I know. This is why Poppy lives alone. Because hamsters, they, they eat each other, don't they? What's going to happen with Poppy now that you're going to Germany? She's going to come to Germany with me. Can you do that? Yeah, I think I'm going to drive her with a load of my stuff at some point. Is that, are you allowed to just like take her? I think so. Animal into Germany? Yeah. Because with dogs, you need passports. Oh, but she's just a little furry baby, isn't have she? You, have you looked this up? You can't introduce a foreign animal into a different ecosystem. Well, she came from Syria. Who did? Poppy. <laughs> Syrian hamster. Yeah, but come on. What? You need to look this up, because otherwise, you're going to be at the border, and they're going to take your fucking animal off you. No, I don't want puppies to be taken off me in Calais. Are you going to look it up? Yeah, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I'm going to figure it out. Because <laughs> otherwise, they're going to throw her into the bloody... Into the channel? Yeah. No, puppy, she wouldn't survive. She wouldn't make friends. She's not sociable. She'd never make friends in the channel. Can't speak French. Oh, it's made me sad that I have to look it up tonight. Are oh, you too like? Hmm? Sometimes I leave you two stuff like that, but I can't sit idle by <laughs> and let a hamster be thrown into the channel. <laughs> she won't be thrown into the channel. The worst thing is they'll just make me drive back or something. They won't. They just you'd be like, oh, to release it into the wild, couldn't you? I wouldn't do that to Poppy. She's not got survival skills. Find out, brother. Ugh, I don't like that, sister. 
Hagrid makes them what he describes as beef casserole, and Hermione finds a large talon in it. That's lovely. That is like, right, Hagrid, we've been polite about your rock cakes. We've been polite about your cream scones. There's a talon in my fucking meal. Some people eat talons. Do they? Yeah. Who? Um, different areas of the world eat talons. I had a flatmate in a second year of university, and I opened up a, uh, the lid off the, his pan, and he had just a pan full of talons. A pan full of talons? That's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that Hagrid's thing this year is that he has got a love interest. Year one, it was Norbert. Year two, it was Aragog. Year three, it was Bookbeak. And now it's a woman. Madame Maxime. The thing is, though... I don't know whether they get together at the end or not, or what happens with them. But, he shouldn't just think that he has a right to this lady, because she's tall like he is. I know. But maybe he knows that how rare giants are, and maybe thinks, Bloody hell, this is the only one of my kind I've ever met. Yeah, but, you know, it didn't stop his dad. (laughs) God. Not worth thinking about. You can't not... Not worth thinking about. Ron at some point goes, Hey, if they ever had children, it'd be a world record. Ron, don't think about that. First thing in his mind. Bloody hell, the babies they'd have. Ron, stop it. Are you selling them, Hagrid? I'll have one. (laughs) I'll have a giant baby. Now they're back in the Great Hall and they're excited. And it says here, Ludo Bagman was beaming and winking at various students. Ludo, don't do that. <laughs> hey! Hey! That man winked at me, Nana. <laughs> don't be doing that. The older you get, an older man winking at you gets yeah. more and more sinister. A hundred percent. You'd think nothing of it as a kid. As you learn through experience and documentaries, it's bad to wink at children. Don't do it. Hey, stupidly, they built up this girl with the silver hair, and I was genuinely surprised when it was Fleur Delacour. Yeah, what, really? Why? Well, just I'm just an idiot, you know. Because thought- they built her up so much, it was obviously going to be Fleur. You thought it was going to be someone else? Well, I, I don't know. I just thought, oh right, that's Fleur, is it? Yeah, I don't know, I thought it was just going to be somebody Ron fancied. But it was her. And this has got to be one of the best cliffhangers, I reckon. If you didn't know the story, for Harry Potter's name to be revealed from the Goblet of Fire, it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. It is good. And it read, Harry Potter. (gasps) (gasps) Harry Potter's name has come out of the Goblet of Fire. As we all know... I know at least. I don't can't say for your intelligence. Yeah. Harry didn't put his own name in the Goblet of Fire. No. So what, so uh, what, so what the fuck is going to happen next? Yeah. He didn't put his name in. Who did? Does he still have to compete? What are the rules? Have there ever been four champions before? Guess we'll find out next chapter. Right. How many... How many... Middle partings... Caked in motor oil. Out of five, <laughs> are you going to give this chapter? 
I like this chapter. It was. Uh, I like this chapter. I like this ball. It was a lot of fun. I like this ball. We see Hagrid, we see the Durmstrangs and Bobatons a bit more, and it's got a cracker of a cliffhanger. Pretty solid, I've got to say. I'm going to give it four side partings, or centre partings, sorry, covered in motor oil out of five. That's lovely. For myself, this chapter meandered and meandered and meandered and meandered. It was a longie. It was a longie. And I already knew what was coming. So much dialogue. And for that reason, I give this chapter one centre part in out of five. Ecky thump. Right. Are you ready for this week's enchanting segment? Quiz. <gasps> quiz, quizzy, quiz, quizzy, quiz, 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 crew. Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizzy, quiz, quizzy, quiz, 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 crew. Gonna ask you about how far looks. How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. Question one. Who fancied a look at the back of Crumb's head? Ron. No, Lee Jordan. What is the name of the shellfish stew? Bui Abyss. Correct. Question three. What were the pumpkins doing from the corner? Oh. Glinting? They were leering. Question four. How long are the scroots? Three foot. Correct. And question five. Finally, how did the flames of the Goblet of Fire feel on the eyes? Oh, um, don't know. Mesmerizing. They were almost painful. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> did I win? No. <laughs> You're two out of five. And now it is time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week, cheap cheap? You did that last time and I enjoyed it, so I've added it. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> now, this week we've had a five-star review from HBDGVDHDHHDHDJFGJVFD. And they say, amazing podcast, very funny, love it. I have already told my mum and sister and they love it too. <coughs> Definitely recommend. That's what we want. It's a family <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we want you to tell your family. Get your family <laughs> listening. <laughs> So thank you very much, HBDGVDHDHHDHDHDJFGJVFD. And we've had two new babies joining us on our Patreon. First of all, Tom, we've got baby Harry and it's Natalie. 
Natalie, you are at the water park and you have accidentally fallen down the biggest chute there is. <gasps> you are flying down there and you are terrified. I jumped down after you. It's a hot pursuit. I'm swimming. I'm swimming. <laughs> and just before you fall into the great big pool, I grab you and... Oh, you <laughs> saved Natalie. <laughs> And we've had another baby, Harry, and it's Tash Silver. Tash Silver, Tash, it is bonfire night. <laughs> There's a big old bonfire. Everyone sat round. There is, I don't know, there's sticky toffee apple lollies. That's what they're called. <laughs> there's sticky toffee apple lollies. There's peanuts. And most importantly, there's fireworks. Your eyes glint in the air as the fireworks go up. But the largest firework is lit. Um, but it is, goes AWOL. It's going straight for you. Certain death. I kick it out the way last moment. Take you into my hands and... And Tash, that's only one of the things you've earned with your £4.50. <laughs> so welcome to our new babies. Yeah. Next. Oh, hang on. Wow. Guys, I got to take this moment to plug the Patreon because there is no better time to join. Coming out very shortly is our exciting episode about Thunderpants. It's a double vision episode exclusive to the Patreon about Thunderpants. You know Thunderpants. Hmm. The story of Ron Weasley who <laughs> helps a boy get to space. By farting. <laughs> it's a great film. It's mad. There are lots of Harry Potter people in it. And uh, we had a bloody laugh talking about it, didn't we? Yeah. We've yeah. now decided for the Double Vision episode, we're going to take turns in deciding what they're going to be about. I chose Thunderpants and yours is next time. Have you thought Ooh. about what yours is going to be? I've had a think. I've not decided 100% yes yet, but Ooh. I'll keep it under my hat. <laughs> Lovely. It's going to be a peeve special. <laughs> <laughs> it won't. Uh, so yeah, join our Patreon. Also, we're going to be having our Forbidden Forest Experience video out in the next few days. We're very, very excited to show you that. And this has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Also, if you're in Belfast on Saturday, this Saturday, come and see us. Uh, we're oh really looking God. forward to it. I know. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Shit. A week today for us. Um, we're really looking forward to that. We've sold uh, a load of tickets, but there's still a few left if you want to join us. That would be amazing. We've still got tour dates in Leeds, Manchester, Brighton and London as well. If you want to come and join us, that would be absolutely fantastic. Next week, we are on episode 74, chapter 17 of The Goblet of Fire. Oh, and also... The Manchester tickets are almost sold out. There is two dates to choose from. So if you're thinking and umming and ahhing about it, now's the time. Yeah, we're genuinely nearly sold out. So yeah, definitely get them booked. That's on May the 5th, I believe. Yeah. Next week, <laughs> it's episode 74, chapter 17 of The Goblet of Fire, The Four Champions. Ooh. You have been a baby kissing Tom Lorinson. And you have been another baby kisser, Lucas Kirkby. <laughs>
Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.